0: Yeah. Did you like a bit of culture club? Nah. Did you not? Nah, I'm alright, thanks. Nah, did you not like culture club? Nah. Right then, neither. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Welcome to the Personal Jukebox Podcast, where on this episode we're going to be looking at 1984 from Van Halen. Who'd have thunk it, eh? My name is Simon, and to join me to look at this album, he's got his pencil... It's Gaz Davis, how you doing? Hello. Are you alright? Fancy seeing you here. What's happening, man? Um. yeah, we're going together to look at Van Halen. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Are you doing a Van Halen album? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Next thing you'll be telling me you're doing a priest and maiden an album? <laughs> well, probably okay, not. You know. Probably not a
0: maiden album. Is this you doing a Van Halen album? Fuck I know, yeah. Know. Um yeah. Van I'm Hylen. here, I'm yeah, into it, man. Yeah, I know, I knew you would be. I'm, I'm definitely. It. I'm there. How's things uh, going? What have you been up to?
1: Uh, I've been up to a bit. Mm. I've got a new
0: job. You have? Yeah. You've got a new job, I've got a new car. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um uh, you liking it? Yeah, I've done a week. Yeah? It's
1: alright. Looks like uh pays more bills because I'm on more money, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: That always makes it better. Um, I understand that you went to see some gigs. I went mm-hmm. to see the Winery Dogs, my friend. <laughs> yes, you did. Fucking great. I saw it on the Facebook. Fucking great band.
1: I fucking love
0: them. You've waxed lyrical about them before on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I've seen them live now. It's, oh, uh, was that the first time that you'd seen
1: them? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. th- it's like um, they're a bit of a side project thing, aren't they? So mm. That I can remember very often. Mm-hmm. and uh, There was a Sony sphere. I may have told the story before, apologies if I've repeated myself. But we didn't know they were there.
0: Okay, and now I did you We realised they that. were there...
1: Yeah. The day after they played, when we were still there, we were like, fuck. <laughs> um, absolutely gutted. But, uh, yeah, seen them eventually. And they played f- five of my favourite tunes off
0: them. It was great. Yeah. it's a fucking great gig. And that was at, uh, at uh, KK's, wasn't yeah, it? Again, yeah. yeah, again, yeah, again.
1: And uh, more recently, I've seen KK's Priest.
0: Oh, yes, you said on the previous episode that yeah. you didn't know which uh, which Judas Priest you'd prefer. So which one is it?
1: Yeah, at the moment, currently, it's KK's Priest, because they they ain't really pre- proper Priest anymore. They're still playing the Priest track. I mean, I saw one comment on the... Yes. Um, I saw one comment on the KK's Priest g- uh, gig at, at the day after, and it said, uh, you know, like way, way better than Priest, which is just a cover band at the moment. I thought it may be a bit harsh, but, wow. but still, you know. Um, it's a bit harsh on Glenn Tips and Enixie Car. A part of the old Parkinson. Yeah, well, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So,
1: you know, but um, the gig, like, kicked ass, really. Uh-huh. Yeah. They played a few off their album. They played a new one, because they got another album coming out in September. Okay. And then they played things like Breaking the Law and uh, The Ripper.
0: Went through the classics, played, yeah. Mate,
1: they played um, uh, two absolutely classic tunes Victim of Changes
0: yes I'm aware of Victim of Changes
1: it was ace because like Rob Alford can't read the high notes anymore Mm. to quote himself Mm. he he says he can't and Ripper can Mm. man he can oh okay so yeah and they played Victim of Changes is one of their most epic tunes one of Priest's most epic tunes ever and they played that and um, Beyond the Realms
0: of Death I'm, I'm unaware of Beyond the Realms oh, of Death oh
1: man what a tune it was a great gig yeah they'd extended the stage you know in the middle at the front of the stage they've got like a little platform they were always walking out and mm. fucking shredding on the solos at the front of the stage and that you know and if you have been to KK's as you walk in known. there's like a there's like almost like a divide down the middle so the first bit when you walk in is like two bars and there's a bit of food and you get a burger and whatnot. yeah and you can even get coffee <laughs> and then behind the divides, the crowd and the stage. Well, as soon as you walked into KK's gig, that that divide was gone, and it was fucking rammed. I've never seen that many people there before. I Emily, mean, can they fit in there? I
0: think I asked you this before.
1: Yeah, I mean we were guessing, and apparently it's three and a half thousand. Really? But I was guessing at like one thousand. Like I was miles out, man. Okay. But that might be with the with the divide sort of gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because I I. I've been there a good six, seven times, and uh-huh. I've never seen that divide gone. And okay, like it huh. was for KKs. it was full on, uh, full on. After that, priest, and when they played "Breaking the Law," there was just Union Jacks everywhere.
0: Uh, okay, um, yeah, 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 know, yeah, on the
1: screens and that. It's fucking, yeah, it's cool.
0: See, that's good. It's quite good that they can still like. The, there's still a turnout, you know what I mean? There's the interest. Yeah, yes. yeah. There was
1: definitely the interest. Yeah, and it was like um, their first ever gig. Was uh, it? Yeah, because I'd seen like KK play at KK's before. Yeah, a couple of years back, and uh, it was just like him doing something. So they, uh it was David Elfson uh, from Megadeth. He was on bass. Yes, because he was he was um, supporting in his own band. Like okay, yeah. So and he played bass for KK, but you know, it was a it was a good gig, man. Mm. It was a good gig. Mm. Um, and they're off on tour like September or something like that okay i know the new album september so i'm not sure when the tour was but but it's only like a mid i, I looked, looked looked at the dates and it's only sort of i don't know 10 15 dates or something you take them like a massive thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but they're playing quite a few festivals in like sweden and and over there and stuff
0: in, Ye- in europe yeah Yib. yeah
1: yeah so yeah it was good
0: man um uh, gets the thumbs up from gas yeah absolutely yeah. What's the, what's the band that's got um that got Thingy in um? What what, what what's the Thingy? What um out of Van Highland. Um. Yeah, what Chicken Foot? Yes, Chicken Foot. Ch- Chicken Foot. Okay. Chicken Foot. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> of Chicken Foot as well. That's where you saw Chicken Foot, wasn't it?
1: No, I've never seen Chicken. Foot. Didn't you go to Chicken Foot? No, no, I'd love to see Chicken. Foot. Yeah, absolutely. Love. I don't know
0: why well, I thought you went to see them as well. They're a fucking great bands as well. They they'd not come over to the UK. Though. Um.
1: They may have done it at some point. And I've missed them. Don't think so. Okay,
0: I could have thought that You said that you saw Chickenfoot. No, I don't like a think while, that. like a while back. Then. But obviously not. No. You. Yeah, though Van Halen. I can't believe let, I'm sitting let, there. Let's it, let's let's it,
1: just who'd have thunk it though? Way back when you started, what was it? Um, three years? Two, yeah, two just three over years?
0: three years ago. I'd, yeah, I probably wouldn't have put this as being something in the, to in do the fir- in the first hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah, and it is, and it is. Yeah, yeah, we no are. No way, mate. What's your history with Van Halen? Well, they're
1: one of the first for me. If you've listened to me ramble on before about my uncle's record collection, they were in there, 1984. That was one of the albums that really got me into this shit, man.
0: Would you? Would you class this as um, as cock rock?
1: It's it's probably where it draws a line into metal. I mean, it's a very low heavy metal, isn't it? It's not mm. proper metal, but uh, they're almost like a band where. They are one of them bands that are just different... Yeah. ...to yeah. the other stuff that are similar. Reading through... Stick out a bit more. Reading through the... I'm like a unique element to a similar thing that's going on, but they just they just had a bit more, didn't they? They had Diamond Dave and, you know, Eddie Valhain's one of the best and,
0: you know. Would would you say straight up now is... And on a previous episode we had where Kirk Hammett was... Right at number 11 on the guitar, top yeah, guitarists of all time. I wonder
1: where Van a- Eddie Van Halen was on that. I
0: would have thought. If it was in Rolling Stone, he would have been like in your top... He'd, he'd got to have been in top three if he weren't, like, you know... Surely. Yeah. Would do you say, like, Eddie Van Halen is top guitarists of all time? I
1: mean, I'd probably put him in my top five.
0: Top five, if probably, yeah.
1: Probably. I mean, again, you've sprung that one on me. If you give me a time to prep, I might be able to answer <laughs> it a bit better. Because it takes take me time to think of all the great guitarists out there. Um, yeah. You know, and God, he's definitely up there.
0: Mm, he's got to be, hasn't he? Yeah. I think since his death, mm. there's been probably a lot more people who have come out and, yeah, you know, really given him the his, his plaudits, it's given like, him lo- like credit. like a lot of deaths. Yeah, of course, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: God, he's fucking awesome.
0: I think what he was as well is, you know, when people all say, oh... Jimi Hendrix was a great guitarist. Oh, I don't think he actually was. I think he was just like a bit of an innovator, for, especially for the time.
1: Innovator is a good word. Yeah, um, I don't think there was a lot of people doing his shit at the time. Y- yeah, that's what I mean. If you, you know, if he came out now, then he might not be as yeah successful. But if he was still around, the, the progression he could have made, he may he may be one of the best guitarists ever if he was still around. Because if he, you know, if he'd have gone that long with a career, you'd have gone somewhere, wouldn't you? Good. Yeah, or bad. Good oh, or God, bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he potentially could be up there. But if he came out with his stuff then, like now, yeah, I dunno.
0: Eddie was definitely an innovator as well. Yes, I think so, yes. He was kind of like uh an innovator of different stuff, but also he was like at one point the standard of what aspiring <laughs> speed guitarists yeah. wanted to—it yeah. was like the speed of his play, were not it? And oh, the, yeah. and all the bits and pieces
1: so quick and accurate and tight. And yeah,
0: that's what I mean. That's
1: what makes a you know top five guitarist. There, yeah,
0: but he he was originally the drummer, wasn't he? When yeah, well, and, I don't. know, I think before the actual band yeah, formed, yeah. When him and his brother were playing, when they were they younger. played
1: opposite instruments, yeah. Yeah. And uh, his brother was out, so he jumped on the guitar and he could play stuff that like in a day that his brother couldn't play in a month like so he was like okay i'll have a go on the on the drums then and that was that that was that
0: weird isn't it how, that, how, that, how could that yeah. turned out as well would he be like one of the top <coughs> drummers of all time well it's
1: i think it's you know everyone wants to be a guitarist don't they really well okay most people <laughs> there's a million guitarists out there, isn't there? Mm. and alex seeing eddie do so much better instantly than him he uh he started playing eddie's drums
0: and and became a fucking fantastic drummer as well. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, and I think that special source, that special like thing of Van Island is Eddie's guitar, serious technical Billity. guitar god ability. Yeah, mm-hmm. contrasting completely with Dave's showmanship, outlandishness.
1: Just want to be a movie star.
0: Just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, isn't the story that they uh, the Van Halens were originally born in Holland? Yeah, is that right? Mm. Yeah, moved to America mm. and didn't have shitloads of money, mm. but they were out there. And then Dave was like this fantastic rich kid, really rich dad, decided from a young age that not I'm going to be a rock star or whatever, it's like I'm going to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be famous, and I don't know. He definitely had the personality to back it up. Yeah, and and the showmanship, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just this larger than life.
1: Oh, he's a trained ballet dancer, wasn't he? Oh, was he really? Yeah, yeah. So you know all the like jumps and kicks he does on stage. And, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he'll do the twirls and stuff. Like yeah.
0: That. He's he's properly trained. Oh no, I didn't, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. He yeah. he probably just tra- He's like a stage school guy, I'm, isn't I'm, he? I'm yeah. I'm just
1: picturing the. Th- I think this might have been. This might have been after Van Halen, so apologies, but I'm just picturing the the song where, in the video, he, he does a kick off the... You know where the drummer's, like, higher than the rest of yeah the back? He does the kick off there, and he must have, looked some kind of pin in his shoe, and he kicks a balloon, and it bursts the balloon into, like, loads of different... Like, uh, <laughs> loads of smaller balloons, and he <laughs> does that ballet kick, and he bursts the balloons and lands and starts singing, and it's, like,
0: showman. And... and- not wanting to like, give away probably a little bit that we could talk about near the end of the episode, but that, oh, as Boyd would say, juxtaposition between the two... That's one of Boyd's words. Yeah. Between the two parties of the band eventually probably became mm. the thing that drove the wedge between them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean we we'll, we will get into all of that into into Van Halen's. Um, I don't know, not fall, but Dave left basically. Mm, there's yeah. a
1: lot of notes you've got there. It is I've got a, got a few lot of notes, notes on this one. Uh,
0: all right, there's not uh, many
1: gaps in that page. There's not. There's
0: a few about the songs, but not about the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Van Halen, 1984, otherwise known as MCMLXXXIV. Yeah, as in Roman numerals, um, was released on the 1st of the 9th, 1984, in America. Now, a bit of a tie into to that. Obviously, it was released in 1984, mm-hmm. but that date is, in America, 1st of the 9th, well, 1994, isn't it? Like, you know, Americans put the date the other way around. They always put the month first, don't they? 1984. <clears 1-9-4, throat> 1984, same as the album title. Oh, uh, okay. Why do Americans do that? You know, they put the month and the date. The lyrics well, the are different, are they? It's but like it the doesn't tape. make sense. I don't really understand that one. It was, it was obviously released in the UK as well. Charted February 1984 in the UK. The, the time when we were getting albums a little bit later. It's the last Van Halen to feature all four of the OGs mm-hmm. of the band. Obviously, Dave left after <laughs> this one. By the time he came back. Well, Van Halen were over, really.
1: Yeah, well, just Mike Anthony had pay, had... pay some bills, thing, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just to pay some bills.
0: Well, Anthony had gone. Hadn't he? Wolfgang Van Halen had replaced him.
1: Yeah, but they never asked him back.
0: No, I know they never asked they him never back. Asked no, him no, because,
1: no. You know, Eddie had his son playing, and he was like, "Yeah, come, come and play." They didn't even consider bringing Anthony back.
0: So it was 2012 mm-hmm. when Dave Larothe came back into the band mm-hmm. for a different kind of truth. Yeah was the album
1: I quite liked it originally yeah when I first got it
0: is it this kind of sound or is it like a bit more modernly sounding
1: um well it's a bit more modern yeah because there's a what 14 years difference Mm -hmm. uh, a gap
0: rather between Mm. the
1: last last proper Van Halen album
0: oh okay yeah uh,
1: with Sammy on and then I mean it's all right I mean you know what I'm like I I love the classics Yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah so
1: it's ain't gonna beat nothing for me but uh
0: but yeah no it was all right this album was a monster hit mm, in the US. It was, yeah. And it got got to number two on the US album charts, only mm. um, behind on Thriller at the time, which was, crazy, you know, which we're talking, you know, it's like the highest selling album of all time. We're definitely one of, <laughs> yeah. And Eddie Van Allen was on that album as well, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did the solo on Thriller, uh, not on Thriller, on Beat It. Yeah. So he was on that too. Uh, five weeks it spent at number two behind Thriller. Just waiting for it to drop and it never did. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. I
1: mean, I, I, don't, know, I don't want to preempt your notes, but yes. I'm amazed at how many records I've sold.
0: They, apparently, oh. I haven't got this written down, but I'm pretty sure uh, on Wikipedia it says that they are either the 16th or 18th highest-selling artist in the US ever.
1: I, I saw a list uh, not slung back. And they were the twentieth highest selling artist ever. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe that was in the top twenty. Yeah, I know I, it is weird, isn't it? I mean, I, the only rock and metal acts above them were Metallica, yeah, ac yeah. and Led Zeppelin. And then there was Van Halen, and I was like,
0: I, I couldn't, no, I couldn't believe it to be honest. It shows how big they were yeah, at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think both the first album and this album have been certified diamond. In America, that's so that's over like ten million units each.
1: That first album though, that that just just sort of, you know, it wasn't like anything really. It was just, it it was fucking really good. Like Is that seventy nine isn't it? it seventy eight, I think. Seventy eight,
0: yeah, yeah. It was it was fucking great. It's a great album. Is that more metally than Cock Rocker or or are Van Halen the first ever Cock Rock band?
1: I can't possibly call him cock rock
0: not even with dave as singer
1: no no i, I can't
0: do it see they did a lot of like you covers as want. well didn't they
1: yeah there's
0: a few covers. like a lot. lot of covers i think that was what dave was he liked doing that didn't he? Mm. he liked doing it a cover i think so where i don't think eddie did as much you know he's this fucking guitar this fantastic guitarist who wants to do his own stuff i'm thinking mm. Um, whereas I think Dave was quite happy, just busting out one after another of those. OK, so the fourth album was called Fair Warning. OK. That's the album that preceded this one. No, No, no sorry, that's the third album. Yeah. After four, Fair Warning... No, Fair Warning's no. the fourth album. OK, I've got that right then, yeah. Oh. After the fourth album, Fair Warning, mm-hmm. the band wanted to take a break. Because I think they'd been touring relentlessly. I think it was just the schedule of album, tour... Oh. Album tour. Um, is is—is it yeah. like an album a year for... Yeah, well, it's
1: seventy-eight, seventy-nine, eighty, eighty-one, eighty-two, and
0: eighty-four. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to take a break, but the record company—they wanted them. They wanted—we need something else out. Yeah, we want another record out as well, and quickly. So they put together *Diver Dewan*, which mm-hmm. is the one before this album. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was there was only two new tracks on it, wasn't there? That uh, it's full of like covers and instrumentals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a
1: lot of um, yeah, a lot of strange things going on on that, on that album. I think
0: Dave was super happy with that. He was like, "Yeah, we can, you know, keep on doing this and putting these out." But I think Eddie Van Halen was super unfulfilled with that. Uh, he, yeah. he had too many covers, and and Dave didn't want keyboards <laughs> to become prominent. And Eddie was. Yeah. Dabbling more and more, he was with pushing using, it, yeah,
1: pushing it a lot more, yeah.
0: Use I mean, that was like the music of the time, wasn't it? Mm. Early early 80s was full of keyboards and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, so what he did, he built his own studio, he did, didn't he? Yeah. On, on his property, yeah, the 5150 studio, yeah? yeah, yeah. He built that and he was like, Well, I haven't got to go to a record studio now, I can work on these songs when no fuckers around until mm-hmm. whatever time at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet I think, as well, his neighbour at the time was the the lady who played the Barnick Woman. And she always used to complain that he was, you know, shredding in his, in his studio. <laughs> she could hear him playing guitar no, at right. God knows what time of the morning. <laughs> 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 while people weren't there Eddie was using more and more keyboards and this is one thing that people always pick out about this album is saying oh it's when Van Halen's sound changed and keyboards were introduced far more and all that kind of stuff but really listening to it there's only two tracks on this album mm. which are keyboard heavy mm. yeah? yeah and they were the first and second singles released off it mm. so it was kind of what he if not they wanted to be more prominent but um but yeah, listening to it, there's only really two tracks that are keyboard heavy.
1: Yeah, um. Also, I think overall it's the heaviest album up to that point.
0: Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, I, I think so.
1: Yeah. Like, overall. Like, don't get me wrong. There's probably a few close to it, but like, it's hardly softer than everything else. Is that, you know, is what I'm yeah, saying. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't take it. The turn came. The album after this. That's, oh, okay. That's when the turn came. Have you listened to Fifty One Fifty?
0: Um, no, I know, like, obviously the big songs that were released off it.
1: I, I I tried to listen to it not so long
0: back and I just couldn't do it. That was one of the other ones that I put to you for recording, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. Yes, and mm. um,
1: when you give me a few choices, that 1984 was, like I said to you, by a million miles. <laughs> but I think, I think 5150 would be probably at the bottom of that list. Oh, really? It? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. The, the one, the Sammy era album I, I like... A lot is for unlawful carnal kind of knowledge.
0: Okay. Was the other one balance as well? That wasn't too bad.
1: Yeah. But uh, that's the one for me that with 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 Sami on. That's my favourite one.
0: Okay. And yeah. So Eddie wanted to use more keyboards. And so this record was considered a major compromise by all the members of the band. I think there was a lot of discussion, heated yeah. discussion. I think you got in two camps, hadn't you? You'd got Dave and was it the the producer that they were using, or the record company exec? And then you've got Eddie and this other guy, and mm. they were on both sides of the fence. Uh, described as many things, man. When it was uh, when it was released and reviewed, glam slash pop metal, hard rock, synth rock, pop rock, mostly due to Eddie Van Halen's. Uh, it's an O Oberheim, Oberheim, OBXA. But as I say again, it's only really on two. Two tracks. Yeah. Uh, To promote this album, they ran a competition uh, in conjunction with MTV, uh, which they were all over at the time as well. Uh, The Lost Weekend competition, where everyone was encouraged to send postcards into MTV. Eventually a guy called Kurt Jeffries won, uh, and he was flown to Detroit to join the band for a gig. He was brought on stage, uh, they smashed a cake into his face. They covered him in champagne, gave him a t-shirt and a cap, and uh, yeah, I think he got to hang out with the band for like okay. a, a few days, stuff like that. did let him use his shower as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Before we get into the album, have you ever seen the Family Guy episode? That's uh, re- about 1984. Just not ring any bells. Okay. You've heard of George Orwell's book, 1984? No. no, you're off with Family Guy. Yeah, I'll oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So you have got Peter, <laughs> my main character, yeah. Peter. He, I think he has to go and see somebody because maybe because I don't know if he's arguing with Lois or it is Lois, isn't it? His yeah. wife. Yeah. Um. So happening anyway? And he's told to go and listen to or given a copy of 1984, and I think they're giving him George Orwell. Book but they're actually giving him the van Halen 1984. <laughs> yeah. So he plays it, he's driving in his car and he puts the C D on. Yeah. I think he crashes and goes into a coma. And then all the stories about like old people visiting him at his bedside, but you see like what he's seeing in the coma. I'm sure he ends up in a in a coma and he has a dream where there's a ship and there's people there. But the thing that gets him out of his coma is the ship hasn't got any Wi-Fi. So <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that wakes him up, and yeah, he'll watch the episode anyway, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so the band are David Lee Roth on vocals, mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen guitars and keyboards, Michael Anthony on bass, synth bass, and what's that? Oh, synth bass on all white, and Alex Van Halen on drums. Mm-hmm. 1984. What do you think was going on in 1984 at the time? I'm sure you're going to tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. In the music sense of the word, anyway. Mm -hmm. Number one in the UK was... said plenty of keys synth
1: that's fucking 80s isn't it yeah 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 yeah, it is
0: (laughs) it is is just that 80s sound that 80s vibe yeah and number one on the album charts once again more that kind of stuff Yeah. yeah Looking through at some of these older albums and older charts, the Eurythmics were fucking massive. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Like all over the charts, all the way. I can remember when I was a kid, there was always a bloody Eurythmics. Annie Lennox was always on fucking something. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah. Rounding out the '80s feels, the number one in the U.S.
2: <laughs>
0: All massive artists, weren't they? Really? yeah. Like a bit of Culture Club? Nah. Did you not? Nah, I'm all right, thanks. Nah, did you not like Culture Club? Nah, right then neither.
1: Nah. nah. <laughs> I mean, uh, what year? Is this '84? Yeah, '84. So I would have been six. six. So I may, I may have listened to it because I didn't have a proper music taste back then. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I may have listened to all of these
0: catchy choruses. Man, that's what it was all about, wasn't it? <laughs> So, 1984 by Van Halen. It's it's a short album, isn't it, really? Uh, 33 minutes, I think. Yeah, something like that. You've only got nine tracks. Yeah, and one of them's just an intro, A oh. load of noise. One of them's just an intro. Actually, I forgot about this. So three tracks, really. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A keyboard, heavy. It starts with this, which about
1: What Re- like minute and a half? Yeah,
0: it? really? Is it just a glorified intro to the next track? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that about one. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, definitely. They, uh, I think they'd had an instrumental on every album up until this point, though, wouldn't they? Yeah. I think you've got a good point yeah. there. Yeah. I say there's three of them on diver down. Yeah, but there's,
1: yeah. there's only five or six original tunes in there.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, we get this build up, and you can hear like laboured synths for what's going to be coming in on the next track, which is it, it's still now it's the biggest Van Island track, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and everybody'll know it. You know, I never really liked this song. (laughs) Yeah. Nah. I never did, but listening to it whilst doing this, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I've got a new appreciation for it. Okay. Yeah. Not necessarily this bit, but the bridge is fantastic. It is,
1: it really is. It's
0: Mm -hmm. this line there is just wicked. To number seven on the UK chart stayed on the chart for 13 weeks in February of 1984. It's their only US number one single. Five weeks it was atop the Billboard 200 in America in December 1985. So, yeah, all through Christmas, this was the Christmas number one Christ in man. America. And uh, yeah, um, <laughs> what have you got to say about this song, guys? <laughs>
1: Um, probably one of them, heard it too many times kind of thing. I still like the last, the last bit there on the guitar solo. And
0: yeah, 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 we'll come back in again for the solo in a moment. Still to this day, Marseille, uh, the football team, run out to this song. Oh, really? They play this song when AC Milan score a goal. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was released as a live version in 92. Okay. It got to number 26 on the UK charts. Uh, it was number 15 on VH, VH1's best song of the 80s. The video, man. <laughs> the video. The, I think this is where proper cracks started appearing in the relationship. Apparently Dave went off on his own with the video producers and recorded all these daft, real, really, bits of him. Was he driving a car and jumping off stuff, doing his high kicks, all this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff, which they eventually put into the Panama video okay? because the rest of the band are like no, we don't want that we don't, we don't want it on this one <laughs> uh, have you ever heard the Armand Van I'm not going to play it but the Armand Van Buren remix no. it's basically just got a Euro dance beat behind it and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff but this is a massive massive song it is. it is huge man everybody knows Jump I can remember being, do you remember when I was in that band with uh, McCann Okay. We did a cover of this. Did you? Yeah, I did a cover of this. Um, I didn't know the lyrics at all, but I knew what the first verse was, so I think I sang that twice. Okay. It's and a bit re- of fun, eh? Yeah, yeah, and I remember saying to, to McCann at the time, I was like, I don't know the lyrics. He was like, just sing the first verse again. Yeah, we also did a cover, I think I said before, we did a cover of a Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll. I've never heard, I'd have never, i never heard the song up until then, <laughs> but there was on stage doing a cover of it. Never heard it. <laughs> Dave Roth rejected this song for two albums, up to two albums ago. Really? He didn't want to do the song uh, for over two years. The rest of the band were like saying, "Now we don't want that." Led by Dave, apparently inspired by the uh, "Kiss on My Lip" on my list. by Hall and Oates? Are you, are you aware of that song? I'm not. Um, let's have a little bit of that. Apparently when Daryl Hall met Eddie Van Halen, and uh, he said to him, he "says Yeah, he says I just lifted that those notes or something from from well, you just told him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that as I say, that is that it is their biggest song. It's probably the song they're still known for now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna get a bit of this solo. Yeah. big man it sounds yeah. like yeah, it you know what I mean this is a bit of a, a moment it all builds this crescendo again I mean it, it's a lot better than I ever gave it credit for being <laughs> yeah We should talk about the cover of the album as well. Mm-hmm. You've got um, a, a puto, a puto or a cherub as we would more commonly know them as. Yeah, holding a pack of cigarettes. A baby, do you mean? Well, it's a cherub. A what? A cherub, a, a puto. So he's got wings. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's a baby with wings, mate. It's a, well, it's a cherub, it's a puto. Yeah. The In the UK, it was censored, they stuck a sticker over that part, okay. over the bottom part, right. when it was in the shops, because they didn't want people seeing kids smoking. Yeah. 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 Uh, apparently it was a photo of the art director's friend's kid with a candy cigarette. Track two, Panama. Riff. I fucking love that riff. <laughs> I think that any Van Halen fan that was worried when they put the album on and heard 1984 and then jump mm-hmm. surely those fears were put to rest once this song came in yes
1: I think was that first riff kicks in
0: and they were back to oh this is like Van Halen like fuck for that yeah this is Van Halen <laughs> uh, it was released as a US single got another top 20 single for them in June uh, released in the UK and then it got to number 61 on the charts in May of that year um David Leroth told Howard Stern that it's about a car that he saw in a race in Vegas called the Panama Express mm-hmm. uh, the car in the vid- in the video is um a 1951 Mercury 8 convertible okay yeah you you were aware of the video yeah yeah um this was in Grand my four as well wasn't it Hannah Gr- Moore and Gruntry is my fault. Gruntry is my fault. Yeah. I don't know the fuck you remember that shit. Man. Yeah, yeah, well, I've got it written down. so, <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember it being in Superbad, the film. Okay. Yeah? you seen that?
1: Yeah, I think I have, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it was definitely in that. you got this bit here, haven't you, where it slows down and Dave's mm-hmm. talking.
1: He's talking about a car?
0: Yeah, putting his hand between his legs. And, back. and it's got Eddie Van Allen's Lamborghini revving in the background. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I know there, apparently, the story goes that he drove drive it around to get the engine warm so that it'd sound good. He's the seat back. I mean, I can see why Dave wanted to carry on doing this kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah.
1: It's, you know, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a good track, isn't it? It is. Big yeah. fan of that one. Now.
1: That one goes out to
0: Little Si. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, do you like that one? No, I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next track is Top Jimmy. Oh,
1: damn, this is more
0: like it, man. Really? I
1: fucking love this, tune. The lyrics are great as well. Some riffs in it.
0: songs apparently a tribute to James Paul Con- uh of Top Jimmy and the Rhythm Pigs Okay, uh, he was a taco salesman by day <laughs> and a singer in a band okay. at night uh, yeah, I think it did have different lyrics and then they rewrote it well Dave wrote the lyrics again for him Okay. yeah um, Yeah. I think he was running in the late 70s and in the 80s yeah the guy was still about yeah I don't know man I- Top Jimmy Top Jimmy, it's... It's
1: a fucking great tune.
0: Yeah, I don't know, weakest one so far for me. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best
1: best one so far for me. No way. It's,
0: um, I don't know, it's like mate
1: That maybe may would be the whole uh, jump in Panama, listen to him so many times thing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah maybe yeah. a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I don't know, just... That he, top Jimmy cooks. Yeah, yeah, he swings too. Yeah? Yeah, well, he, <laughs> he swings... <laughs> the roof fell in and they didn't even stop the show. No, that's because he was fucking kicking it so hard. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's just a good feel good Mackie Smile tune. Uh, the the album went top ten in seven countries, top twenty in six more. Uh is the sixth highest selling of the year in the United States. Uh it went gold in the UK and as I said it went diamond in the US. Reviews-wise, I could only find three reviews, really. All Music gave it a five out of five. Rolling Stone gave it a four out of five. And our old mate, Robert Christogal, he gave it, for him, a very high B+. plus. I think his review said, they've embraced their pop sensibility, released some good tunes, and then there's a thing called House of Pain at the end. It's <laughs> tune. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, we'll have one more song before the break. And this is Drop Dead Legs. Chew. Oh, yes.
1: Okay, belt. Fucking great tune, absolutely lovely. I mean, it's
0: got a lovely, it's as good as the last. A one. lovely beating, right? A riff and beat. Yeah. Not, I think um, everybody goes on about Ed, uh, yeah, Eddie. but I think Alex is really underrated on this album because I think he fucking really okay. drives it and yeah. and. I go with that. He's, he's all over the shop, man. He's he's drumming is really good. I it think is. on this, uh, yeah, really good. Apparently, they never played this song live until 2015. Wow, yeah, and then they played it every night on that tour that they were doing then. Dude. Yeah. So that's like where the A side of the album, because you know, obviously albums were still like A side, B side, or oh, not the CD, the tape. That's side. where the first half ends. Side one and side two. Side, yeah, that's the easy way of saying it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, side one, side two. Um, yeah, what are you thinking so far of that? Oh, I love it. It's great. Yeah? Good one album. Yeah, uh, great metal bands. Yeah, I'm so great surprised that you call them a metal band. I really just, am like, Just about. Don't get me wrong, just about. Yeah. But um,
1: it's because of Eddie. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't knock his, you can't knock his guitar work <laughs> one little bit. Yeah, we'll have a break now. We'll come back. We'll get into a bit of how the band disintegrated. Mm -hmm. went the different ways and uh, yeah why that all occurred anyway back in a minute
1: some of my best thoughts come from the shower and they are weird AF they should make edible soap that you can eat in the shower in case you get hungry.
0: Hey, do us a favour. If you're a fan of the show and you're enjoying listening to it, leave us a review, get in touch, let us know that you like it. Let's get back to it. Okay, so you're back with us on part two looking at Van Halen's 1984 album uh, we left off right at the end of the uh, the first side first side of the album <laughs> you want to get into how like Dave left then the, so the, the urban legend is that he announced on April Fool's Day 1985 that he was leaving but that isn't actually really what happened okay yeah now the real story, basically, is after completing a massive tour, I think they were, like, uh, it was the biggest one that I'd undertaken at the time, um, he announced that he was going to be releasing a four-song solo EP called Crazy From The Heart. Yeah. And then he was working on songs for the next Van Island album. He wanted to do for the following album Eddie wanted to do I think he was a bit burnt out with the touring Um, I know he'd gone through different struggles and he'd got you know his various voices and stuff hadn't he Eddie and I don't think he wanted to do the I don't know all the arena dates and all that kind of thing and he wanted to do a much more like stripped down do probably half as many dates but in stadium gigs kind yeah. of thing more people in less mm-hmm. gigs uh, and Roth was super against this he thought it was like ripping off the fans he wanted mm. to be touring out there doing it yeah. yeah he was just like mega for it weren't he, he was like no kids has he <laughs> no, no well yeah that's suppose that there's a story in Sebastian Bach's autobiography where he says he went to um, he went to I'm sure it was some bar it may have been like on the Sunset Strip in California. That's like Dave's fucking hangout, isn't it? And he said He walked in there and somebody was like somebody complained that these rocks there was this rock star and he was kicking up a stink and they uh, went over to Sebastian's table and he was like, Nah, no, I am doing nothing I'm I'm just here And he pointed over and he was like, It's that guy there and it turned out it was Dave Le Roth and he had then he had everybody over and it was all like proper fucking going for it then. Apparently it was like the one of the big partiers, weren't it? Mm, Dave, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, like mega. Yeah, so then Dave Leroth had this film offer as well, didn't they? Yeah. He had a film offer for the Crazy From The Heart. Uh, I thought there was going to be a film made about his EP, or I don't know if the, that was the music that was going to go along to it. And he wanted Eddie Van Halen to do the soundtrack and all stuff like that, and Eddie was like, no, I don't want to do it. That really was kind of the come-to-God moment of the band where... Dave was like, I don't think I can work with you guys anymore. Walked out the room one day and that was it. For years, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I really do think you've got to this point where you've got this showman guy here with a big personality and then Eddie who probably wasn't as much of that and it probably always rankled him. And then this was just the moment for them to have the split. They weren't seeing on stage again... Together until the 1996 MTV Music Awards, uh, where they presented Beck with the, the Best Male Award.
1: What? With, with Dave Lee Roth? Mm hmm. Yeah, in, in
0: 1996, they walked onto the stage. Nobody was expecting it. It was like, yeah, he's announced the, the Best Male Award, Van Halen, or Van Halen, as the Americans would say.
1: What?
0: And all four of them walked out. Well,
1: well Sammy was still in the band then?
0: No, not at this point, no. This was right after Sammy had left. Really? Yeah. Hang on, Why I'm going to put two and two together for you now. Okay. They came up on the stage, and if you, you've never seen the video of it, now I don't think so. Go and look at it on YouTube, mm-hmm. and Dave just fucking steals the limelight completely. Yeah. He like he's grabbing the mic when other band members are trying to talk. He's like going, "Yeah, we're out here to prevent, present this award, but really, this is the first time in ten years we've been on a stage together." Mm. Uh, I think he was expecting, this was it, the band was back together. And Eddie Van Halen fucking hated it. He gave an interview afterwards when he was like, oh, Dave was completely unprofessional. We're not going to be doing anything else with Dave Roth unless we've got uh, an album or something like that. I think when Beck's doing his saying thank yous and stuff, Dave's in the background, like, gyrating and dancing and, you know... Popping his... Uh, being Dave. Being Dave, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Completely being Dave. This is the timeline, yeah. They released a Best Of, didn't they, in 1996. Right. Now, after Dave left in 84, Sammy Hagar joined the band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did, I don't know, when When are we talking there, from like 85 until... It's still 95, isn't it? Or is it early 96? It must be something like
1: that. I always thought it was 98, afterwards. 98,
0: but... Uh... He had a falling out with them because he... Didn't he contribute to the Twister soundtrack? Remember that film, Twister? I mm,
1: don't think so.
0: You no, know, remember the film where they were chasing the um, like tornadoes and stuff? Oh, OK, yeah. Yeah. So he contributed to the soundtrack of that and I think okay. that didn't sit well with Eddie. Right. So he was kind of kicked out after that. Or they just... Fell apart right kind of thing, and Dave returned for two new songs for the best of Van Halen in nineteen ninety six mm. and then they got back together with Sammy after that again, because he then toured with them later on, didn't they I'd lo- I've lost all that bit there, okay, because as well, they had like Gary Sharon from Extreme as a singer as well, right for one album, I think it was Van Halen. Four? Three. Three, Via Van Allen, three. Mm. And then Sammy came back, that's it. And then Sammy came back for two songs and he did a tour. Anthony was kicked out of the band because they said he was spending too much time jamming with Sammy and not writing songs with the brothers. Okay. Originally, that was the original, I don't know, excuse for it or reason for it. The one thing Davis, I think still up until, like, probably until Eddie's death, Mm. He always felt slighted because in 96 they all renegotiated the royalties from that Best Of album. And it turned out, Dave didn't find out till 2004 that the rest of the band had got five times the royalties he did <laughs> as well for all those songs being re released and claro. put out. So I think that, you know, kind of stuck in his stuck in his claw yeah, as well a bit. Yeah. yeah, the last gig they played with Dave LaRosse was on 7, September the 7th, 1984, in Turin. That tour, they did 101 dates just in the US. So, obviously, they were doing Europe and everything as well. Yeah. And they always say that, don't they, with bands, touring, it leads to burnout, people getting to yeah. arguments, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I think especially if there's, like, an underlying thing there. Yeah. I just think they just were from two opposite sides of the path, man. Yeah, you probably and Yeah, probably yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And it worked, when it came together and worked, it worked well. Yes. When it didn't, then... They just didn't get on, and yeah, that's what happened. I mean, Dave went on to do. So that was when Dave was doing like California Girls. Yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. And what was the other one? There was another cover well, as well. Well, he did
1: two at least two albums I can think of after Van Halen: Eat 'em and Smile. That was it. And the other one was oh god, I can see the cover.
0: Mind blank. Are they like really cover heavy? Um, yeah,
1: mostly Dave.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah,
1: like that. Uh, <coughs> Eat Him and Smile. Front cover. is him all dressed in some I don't know mad Aboriginal thing with the face paints and really or feathers in his hair and everything.
0: Giving it the full showman treatment, mm, kind of mm, thing. Mm, yeah.
1: Mm. Um, Skyscraper was the other
0: album I was thinking
1: of. Okay, that's a pretty good album to be fair. And they both got Steve Vai
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, and Billy he... Sheehan. I think. <clears throat> Do you think that was a bit of a shot as well by Dave? So, oh, I can't work with any Van Island, so I'm going to work with Steve Vai. Steve Vai. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And, uh, and Billy Sheehan. Yeah, you know, they're both awesome. So he did grab a couple of um, good musicians. And Dave always said in interviews after that Steve Vai hated making those albums and being in that band. And Steve Vai disagrees. He just, he just, you know, he just wasn't his favorite thing. Like, I mean, imagine working with Dave, fucking hell.
0: You ever seen him? I don't
1: think I have you know because they when they was doing the new tour was twenty twelve or something yeah I th- I'm sure I remember thinking cool I'll get a chance to see Van Halen and then they never yeah. came over did they I don't know yeah, I don't they don't know never know. came to the UK on the tour they just did America
0: I saw them in nineteen ninety five you saw them yeah with Sammy right yeah they supported Bon Jovi at Wembley that's why I wouldn't have seen them there. yeah <laughs> 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 I think I, I presume they did like, I think Jovi were doing they they came and did like three stadium venues I think they did like three nights at Wembley and yeah I remember seeing them it was Ugly Kid Joe, Crown of Thorns Van Halen and Jova I can remember sitting there um, and only knowing or standing there and only knowing Jump now when I look back at the what's it called, the set list I think they only play Jump and Panama because I don't think Sammy wanted to sing Dave songs, did he, for a long time? Well, you can't blame him, really, can you? <laughs> I don't think he wanted to sing those songs when he first joined the band. I, would, I don't think I'd want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Sammy Igar, oh, I think we have said it before, he always comes across when you see him in interviews or stuff like that as a real swell guy. Yeah, like a, real a decent like, person. cool dude, yeah. Yeah, good voice as well, man. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. Really guy, absolute millionaire just from his tequila. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, let's get back into this album then. Side B on the album starts with side two, side two, side B. <laughs> now I believe we have this track on the oh yes, eighties, nineties metal Has one. I've had a couple of mentions before, I think. Possibly, I'm guessing. Fantastic drum work again. Mm, a bit, yeah, a bit quiet there. A bit quiet, you reckon? It's these older albums. I always think that they they mix lower, but better. Yeah, man. This was a US single. It only got to 56 on the US charts, but it was propped up by intense play on MTV. The video was all over MTV. Uh, it reached number 87 on the UK charts as well. Uh, you remember the car at the end of the video?
1: Not specifically. Because
0: this is one where the kids aren't. They in the video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Dave grows up to be a game show host. Is that right? Okay. And he's in a car at the end of the video. Oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember what the car is now.
1: Yeah, it's like a... Um, uh, it's like not a dragster, what is it? it's like a...
0: It, it's, it's some fancy motor, yeah. Wheels
1: sticking out and with no arches on them. Oh, OK, it's yeah, like yeah. A, I can't remember the corner.
0: He kept that car until 2000, where he auctioned it off on his website. OK. Yeah, so he could have bid on that. Hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Um, the guitar Eddie Van Allen players and this was sold only April this year. Sold for just over three point nine million. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I would imagine Eddie's death has obviously contributed to that price yes. as well. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, that's the most expensive guitar ever sold. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, auctioned off as a thingy like that. Lord, how can you be- I've got the last gig, apparently, on Set, Set List FM that they played it was on October the 4th, 2015, at the Hollywood Bowl yeah. in Los Angeles. Is that the one
1: where Dave nearly broke his nose? Oh, I don't know. He pla- <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't know. It was possibly that one, but one of the last ones they played, he, yeah. he'd done something, I can't remember what it was, and he'd got a plaster across his nose, <laughs> Yeah. and he'd got like, a bit of blood dripping down and stuff as he was singing, and then his plaster started to come off. So when he was singing, he used would just have his finger, like on the end of the plaster, and just on his holding nose, it on, just holding it on. While he, he got his massive smile, you know, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, Dave yeah. smile. Yeah, he was like balding, and he's got like a bit of a comb over, and he's got his finger on his nose, and he's singing, and it's like, oh, he's
0: a bit, a, it's a bit of a scene. He's a, <laughs> a bit of a bit of a sight. Scene, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scenes. <laughs> In that gig, they played uh, from this album: "Drop Dead Leg," "Drop Dead Legs," Always, Hop Teacher, Panama and "Jump." So, probably the ones you'd imagine. Yes, probably. Yeah. Uh, this was the funniest thing I found. On Set List FM, it also has, like, the most played songs as well. Mm-hm. So, um, Jump is, like, the eighth most, and Panama is the sixth most played mm-hmm. song ever. The fifth most played song is a bass solo.
2: right. Yeah.
0: Second most played is a drum solo. <laughs> and first most played is a guitar solo, which I never saw that on any other bands before. Especially not in the most played things. yeah.
1: Has he got the guitar solo as Eruption? No, he just. No,
0: nah, because Eruption, that would be its own thing anyway, it's its own wouldn't chain, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like held up, isn't it, as the guitar performance kind of thing, yeah, or one I mean, of the guitar performances. I got to think,
1: man, 78, mm. when the first album came out, the second track on the first album. Is that is, the second track, is, is it? Is it Eruption? Yeah. And it's like, who's done that before that time? Who's, who else has done that?
0: So let's have a little bit of that here. This is track two on their first album. Yeah, man. No way. This is the album
1: with Ice Cream Man on it. Yeah, yes, 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 yes.
0: This is the bit. This is the bit now.
1: If you ever watch, um, watch him on YouTube do this live... Yeah. ...on stage... Like, if you um, separated this tune into parts... Yeah. He just lengthens each part. Okay, yeah. So it. that tapping bit then... That just goes on for fucking ever. It's fucking nice. And like... He'll smoke a fag while he's doing it. Like, no bother. Do you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, let's do this.
0: Didn't he take to, at one point as well, turning his back on the audience because they were all trying to look to see how he was doing it. Mm. And he was like, I don't know, protect the the thing. I don't know. I don't don't
1: know, man, because, you know, some of the solos are watching uh, on YouTube of um, previous past gigs and Mm -hmm. he's just there, like, fucking check me out, you know never seen him turn his back before <laughs> but it might, it might have been a thing at some point oh yes chill really yeah this album's deep with me dude from from my early days as a kid now. Uh, looking
0: around this is the track
1: like I was probably you know eight nine when I heard this yeah you
0: know what I mean? this is the track when you you look at Van Halen fans yeah mm. they all kind of like a, a not on this one this is the one that they all go oh mm, no I wish that wasn't on the album I think my problem is I really fucking like Van Halen. yeah or you know Mark 1
1: mm. Dave. I just like it all really
0: this is so 80's Slight hints of Ozzy's vocals. I couldn't possibly agree. <laughs> This is probably the song that Dave Leroth most didn't want on the album.
1: Yeah, you can see it, can't you?
0: Yeah. Um, it went to the point where he refused to really write lyrics for it because he says, I can't write any lyrics for this song.
1: It, it, it kind of... It, I, I, sh- I shouldn't really like this track.
0: It's I? not a typical really? Gaz song, no. is it?
1: No. But um, it's just one of them connections after this album.
0: So they brought in Michael McDonald of Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan fire, okay. to help write the lyrics. And I think he, I don't know if it was him or it was Dave in the end, who got, there was an advert, uh, it was a Calvin Klein advert of a model wearing a pair of men's boxers or underwear. Mm. And they put that up on the wall and they were like, right, that's it, that's what we're going to write the lyrics about. Right. Yeah. Um, and he says like about photography and the, mm. in the lyrics doesn't it. Okay. Uh, second second single released in the US off the album another top 10 sorry not top 20 hit. So it got to number 85 uh in the UK. But yeah, you know, in the US this is this is always one that will be on like the greatest hits compilations or mm. on the on the Van Hylen mixes. It's, yeah. it's it's a well-known song. Next track is Girl Gone Bad. I fucking love this too this guitar bit now. I mean, he's not the greatest vocalist in the world, is he?
1: Ah, it's a showman, but it, isn't he? But it's
0: just he's got the he's got the thing that's needed. The thing, yeah, 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 the thing, yeah. Yeah. the X factor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got that. Yeah, yeah. And he fucking loved it, you know. He did indeed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this is another. One. I, I literally haven't got any notes for this this um, this track. It's great tune. It's it's like just a, a standard Van island Rocker showing off Eddie's vocal riff riff capacities and bits and pieces Mm. and yeah
2: yeah
0: Mm. yeah. I can imagine in 1984 this slotted right in yeah. Solos in
1: songs. Oh, it's, I like a solo, man, but it's got to be good. Yeah, it's got to be good. It can't be pissy and weak.
0: Yeah, I know, that's what I mean. I mean, you know, let's have some solos back in some songs, man. <laughs> yeah, don't you think? I don't really listen to new shit anymore, Yeah, I know, so but. Fuck it, it. some solos, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the album closes with the track House of Pain, Not Jump Around. Jump Uh, around. (laughs) Jump.
1: Oh, yes.
0: I think it might be my least favourite song on the album.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: I love it. Yeah.
1: There's a bit, like this bit's a bit messy. Yeah, Yeah, but there's some fantastic riffs on it.
0: Oh, well, you know, there is, it goes without saying, doesn't it really? Yeah, Mm. there is. Um, Am I repeating myself? (laughs) What about fantastic riffs? Uh, (laughs) You know, it's
1: Eddie Van isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's like it. You know, we've just got this short little nine-song, thirty-three-minute yeah, album, yeah. album, three-minute album. So, yeah, but it's—I mean, it's—it's it's endured, especially in America. It's, like, it's held up, man. Held up like anything. Look at any countdowns; it yeah. always have this. Like, this is a bit you're on about when it, when it goes into a bit after. That. Anyway. So one, one final track for Eddie to have a, to show off his abilities isn't it really yeah I yeah. love a bit of shredding I forgot to play this a little bit earlier sometimes I get covers of songs remember the band Aztec Camera mm-hmm. they did a cover of Jump I mean it's different
2: Off, <laughs> gets me down.
0: He, he ain't got the um, the <laughs> panache of, uh, of uh, Leroth there, as uh, <laughs> I Not quite. Yeah, so, listening to that album, it made me want to go and uh, listen to more Van Halen. Good. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, listen to um, "For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge." Yeah, the one with Sammy on,
0: and the first one. At uh, the first
1: one, um, like "Women and Children 1st isn't bad. Yeah, but I think the f- yeah the first one, 1984, and uh, if I'm going to pick one with Sammy, it's for, "For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge."
0: Okay, and worth giving the the more recent one, even though obviously that's years um, ago, a listen as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd probably pick Van Halen 2 over that one.
0: Oh, would you? Yeah. I'd
1: probably pick uh, Women and Children first over that one. I'd probably pick All the Dave Lee Roth first era over that one. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd, I'd, if you haven't listened to it... Yeah. Fuck it. Have a listen. Couple, yeah. of, uh, couple of good tunes on there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so what we do, obviously, when we're looking at albums, we give them a grade, don't oh, we? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Mm. Um... And this is another album where first listened through, I'm thinking, yeah. And as I listened to it more and more, it grew on me. Um, and at the end, I was really enjoying it. Really enjoyed the album. thought it was, thought it was really, really good. bit short, yeah. I, uh, yeah. It, I could have done with... It's kind of the era for
1: 70s I yeah. They were short, much shorter albums. I
0: could have done with two more tracks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two more, because really, you've only got eight, haven't you? Yeah. You um, have only got
1: 7 really because you should take this jump off it uh, well yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm um, I'm pretty certain yeah this isn't this is an easy pass it's an easy C, C probably a C plus for me
1: ok Um I mean I've got you know like I said before I've got connections deep with this album from when I was young and really opened my eyes to shit um, what you could do with the guitar and that, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, I'm gonna go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm honest.
0: Okay, really? Yeah. That's it, man. I fucking love it. That's it? That's good stuff. What's
1: the, what the hell is
0: playing? this playing? It's that Aztec camera cover. Oh, yeah. uh, let's jump. God, I, I just totally missed <laughs> no that No keyboards on this one. Totally missed it. <laughs> totally missed it. Um yeah, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can contact us at jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Facebook, on Instagram. Um drop us a review, man, especially on iTunes or Spotify if you enjoy the show. Even if you don't enjoy it, give it a five star and just say, Oh, the hosts of wankers in the comments. Doesn't matter. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah, it don't matter, man. Honestly, say so Gaz. Gaz sucks. Five All right. stars. Alright. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gaz really sucks, five stars. I
1: like metal man. <laughs> what can I say?
0: Gaz, pick us something. Pick us something to plough us out.
1: Well I could do, but you have to turn this off first. Well I'll, I'll, this is playing underneath, what do you pick? Well I think you I think you need a bit of quiet.
0: Okay. I can do this there then. <laughs> Eddie Van, it's the ghost of Eddie Van Halen. I reckon I've got a tune for you.
1: Okay. I think it's just nice and fitting, this track. Yeah. Um, I'm going to choose you a chunk. Uh, a chunk? I choose us a chunk. Uh, I could choose you a tune instead.
0: Mammoth. Mammoth is... Mammoth is... Wolfie's
1: band, yeah. Wolfie Van Halen.
0: Weren't um, they called uh, Van Halen called Mammoth as well before they were called Van Halen. Uh, you know what? I don't know that. I should probably should do something. Yeah, they I? were called Genesis first. Really? And then they found out that there was a band oh, okay. called Genesis. Yes, here, yeah. And then they were called Mammoth. Uh, and just before Dave joined. Or when Dave joined, they were called Mammoth.
1: Okay, and Dave persuaded them to call them Van Aalen. Yeah, yeah. Because they were going to choose Van Aalen and something else. I remember that. Yeah. I didn't know what something else was. Uh, okay. That all makes sense now. It? It's all like. Clicked into place. Clipped into so,
0: yeah.
1: So, uh, they released an album, 2021. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick you horribly right. It's all right, an album. I think you'd probably like this album, to be honest. Okay. It's um, sort of a chuggy sort of, yeah, go for it. Let's have a bit of this.
0: Oh, I mean... Yeah, I'll give that a listen, actually. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, I will, then. Yeah. It's all pretty much like this. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm into that. Good stuff. Cool. Um, Right, thank you very much, guys. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you soon. Stumbling and you're not shooting straight
2: Subtlety is not your finest trick Can't you see how much there is at stake It's just another one of you
0: It's the ghost of Eddie Van (laughs) Halen.